Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. Anybody who can't handle adult conversations, topics, this is your trigger warning that we are giving you right now. Trigger warning. Trigger warning. You are about to be triggered. Give me a joke. I cannot believe this is happening. I'm literally about to fucking kill myself and I'm not kidding. You better fucking fix this shit right now. I literally am going to die. I need an ambulance. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. I am so sorry to my world. I am so sorry to my world. This is not what we want. Trigger warning, you're about to listen to the American Christian Thinker. Trigger warning. There's so much potential um, for beauty and for devastation. In this one moment, it's just almost incomprehensible that they can exist right now. So, so close. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker. Welcome to the American Christian Thinker Podcast, brought to you by The Theology Pit. As Christians, we're called to act and not just sit back. We confront the culture head-on, dealing with social justice warriors, atheists, anti-Christians, cults, and religions. All and any topics will be socially driven. What trends publicly will get attended to publicly. Now, here's your host, Samson Kovac. everyone time for another installment of the american christian thinker every time i think hey i'm going to be getting away from this i am not going to be doing american christian thinkers anymore something ridiculous just comes up and i don't i i just don't understand this okay first there are so many things going on in social media and in the news especially with the trump undermining and resistance disorder people or the turds these turds are out there screaming about everything i mean you it's been over a year since trump was elected he hasn't even been president of the united states for a full year yet can you imagine that? We still have three more years before his re-election, and the way that uh, you know, people are behaving, he's definitely getting re-elected. It's happening. All right, but um, recently, uh, liberals decided to try and push more gun laws by shooting a bunch of people again, because that's how liberals do stuff. They... Um, put forth this ideology, they brainwash people in schools, they they have this, this sense of nihilism that they impose on people that completely shuts down uh, people's ability to understand uh, morality, rational thought, and objective truth. And by doing that, they cultivate a, uh, an atmosphere where terrible things are going to happen. And then they can go and stand in the blood of the victims while it's still warm and, and scream that we need more control. Perfect example of this in, in Hollywood is if you watch um, the the show on Netflix, uh, House of Cards, who knows how much longer that's going to be on there because... 
you know, in this country, if you get accused of doing something, uh, you know, they it's it's immediately as though you're guilty without a trial. But hey, the person that was accused, they try to defend it by saying, "Wait a minute, help, I'm gay." So Kevin Spacey's like, "I'm gay," and people are like, "Oh, you're so brave. That's so wonderful." Um, same thing with that, um, you know, George Takai or whatever that 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 derelict there. It seems that all these people that you know have these type of uh, mental problems, not only liberalism, but, you know, any other uh, type of psychological issues that cause them to behave in, in an abnormal way. Of course, they're out there, you know, doing all this crazy stuff. But um, they if you watch that show, what happens is um, the government shuts down or something, something happens where it, it shuts down the police and they sit there by the scanner waiting for a child to be murdered. And once that child is murdered, they then go pounce on it and they use it for political gains to say, uh, hey, you know, if this kid would have been in school, you know, to, to I guess to stop the school strike or whatever, uh, then... Um, you know, uh, th- he would not have been killed. This would not have happened. So they create an environment where you know, terrible things are going to occur, and then they use that to push political agenda. And one of the things is with um, with gun laws. Okay, as soon as something happens, I mean, you have you have a liberal, you know, atheist that goes and um, you know shoots up a school. Okay, all of a sudden, you know, all law-abiding people. You know, they there needs to be laws and restrictions and regulations put on all these guns. You know, even though the person went and stole them. Okay, the uh, massacre that happened in Las Vegas. Okay, the type of weaponry. Number. I mean, that, nothing about that makes sense. Not even. I mean, somebody sent me the video uh, whenever it happened, and I remember watching the video and listening to it, and I'm like, that's full auto fire. Okay. Fully automatic weapons are not weapons that are easy to come by. Okay, you can't. I think you can't buy anything after I think it's like 1986 that's been made new. Like it has to be pre 1986. They're extremely expensive. All right, so to get your hands on them, you know, is going to cost you a lot. You're looking upwards of like ten, twenty thousand dollars easily, easily. Not only that, but to actually have this, you have to have a special permit a special tax stamp. There's a lot that goes into the ATF. They know who you are. Uh, it's not, this is not something that you can just do in a back alley or some people say the gun show loophole, which doesn't exist. You can't buy a gun from somebody at a gun show without going through a background check. It, it, it's, it's mandatory. Okay. Uh, even, even to get your permit, even if you don't have a gun. Okay. I realize that there's a lot of Americans out there that are too irresponsible to own a gun. And, you know, and because because liberals are hoplophobes, you know, just uh, on on face value, which means that they're afraid of guns. They won't go buy them. They don't understand how they work. They don't understand how they function. And that's kind of a good thing because, you know, if you took away everybody that's a liberal or a Democrat and stripped all the guns from them, you know, 90 percent of gun violence would immediately be stopped in this country. Okay, you wouldn't have mass shootings. There are no conservatives. When Gabby Giffords was shot um, by that uh, that nut job who was a- an atheist, whose mom worked in the sheriff's department as a Democrat, the sheriff was a Democrat. And they could and they did everything they could to make sure his guns weren't taken away. He went and was asking her very bizarre questions and questions that had to deal with um, you know like objective truth and etymology of, of of words and that sort of thing. And people were just like, ooh. 
why was he asking those questions? Like, you know what? Because if you've ever studied postmodern epistemology, you know exactly why he was thinking that way, because that's a philosophy that is indoctrinated within the schools. All right. The fact that you can't pick that up from the way somebody is talking just shows that you are not being educated and you don't know how to deal with stuff. But anyways, you know, he's a Democrat. He shoots her in the head. They, of course, try to use that as, you know, gun control. Let's let's kind of do all that. So honestly, if you took away guns from all Democrats, OK, and heavily Democrat areas like, um, you know, like Chicago and uh, you know Los Angeles and stuff like guess what? Yeah, the gun violence would go down immeasurably. OK, immeasurably. All right. So when they cultivate this type of environment, now they're screaming that, you know, gun laws don't don't work or we have a mass you know problem we have like you know this huge huge issue so um i'm talking about this because uh you know i'm friends with liberals on facebook and they put up this thing that says why japan has no mass shootings okay and how our second amendment is terrible for our country and i guess the whole constitution honestly the way this video is set up is, is terrible for our country i mean freedom sucks according to these people certainly can't be free um and so I, I want to show I want I want to play this video for you and then we're going to break it down and show that if this is what liberals are claiming that we should be doing you know in order to stop the gun violence in our country. Japan is an interesting outlier when it comes to gun violence. They're about one third of the size of the U.S. and they have the lowest rate of gun violence in the developed world. It is so peaceful there that police often run out of things to do. Seriously, in 2015, only six shots in total were fired by police in all of Japan. Japan's success is the result of several factors including a history of wars, Japanese culture, and their current gun laws. The general feeling among Japanese citizens is that war and violence is terrible for the country, so they should do everything in their power to avoid going back to that. As a result, Japanese gun laws start with the premise that guns should not have a role in civilian society. That idea even extends into how the police operate. Instead of arms training, the police spends many hours training in martial arts techniques. If they're dealing with a violent or drunk person, sometimes they will use these huge futons to basically roll up the person like a burrito and take them back to the station until they calm down. From the civilian side, if a person wants to buy a gun, they have every right to do so, but the process is very complex and thorough. To buy a gun in Japan, first you have to take a day-long class and pass a written exam. Then you have to take a shooting range test and pass it with 95% accuracy or higher. Then you have to go to a hospital and pass a mental health exam and drug test. And lastly, you have to pass a comprehensive background check to make sure you don't have any extremist or criminal associations. Only then you'll be allowed to purchase a shotgun or an air rifle, but no handguns or semi-automatic weapons which are completely banned for civilians. Did I mention you have to keep the gun and ammo stored separately and under lock and key and agree to yearly police inspections? Yeah, Japan does not mess around when it comes to guns. And the results speak for themselves. It's incredibly hard for would-be mass shooters to get their hands on weapons that can cause a lot of harm. The consequence is that total gun deaths in Japan are often in the single digits, compared to 33,000 annually in the United States. So what can you do? Even though there are cultural differences that make comparisons complicated, there's a lot we can learn from Japan. Mental health exams and more robust background checks for starters would immediately make it harder for potential mass shooters to arm themselves. The freedom to bear arms is currently costing us 33,000 lives per year. If we want to actually solve this problem, we have to do better than offer thoughts and prayers. Peace. 
All right, so the idiocy that comes with this uh, video, we are going to break down and just show how Nazi-esque this actually is. And honestly, how, I mean, I'm just going to say it, racist it is. It is flat out racism, okay? Because um, liberals, as we know, you know, form the KKK. If, if you, I mean, come on, there haven't been a lot of these act shows. If you're listening to them now, you've probably heard the other ones where we did a five part you know, series on the history of liberalism and you know how racist it is and how terrible. So let's just start out with like the beginning of this. And I'm going to, you know, play the video and pause it and, you know, just make the Pen's an interesting it. outlier when it comes to gun violence. They're about one third of the size of the U.S. And yeah, have to they're lower about one third of the size of the U.S. and they're an island. Okay, they're they're communist neighbors are you know across part of the ocean there. Okay, so you're not going to have a lot of um, you know back and forth type uh, gun culture with uh, communist societies. You're certainly not going to want to, um, you know, trade with them and do all that. So the fact that they are a small, isolated island uh, ha does have something to do with it. And, you know, they are, think about it like this. They are the state of California just by itself, okay, just outside, okay, they can have all the gun laws and restrictions and everything they want, you know, and, you know, California... And Illinois have, you know, some of the most draconian and harshest uh, gun laws. Okay, so the isolation of Japan does have something to do with it. All right, so let's continue. weight of gun violence in the developed world. It is so peaceful there that police often run out of things to do. Seriously, in 2015, only six shots in total were fired by police in all of Japan. Japan's success is the result of several factors, including a history of wars, Japanese culture, and their current gun Okay, and their current gun laws. Now, let's look at those three things here, just really quickly. All right. Their history of war. Okay. So Japan has its history of war and Japanese culture and their current gun laws. You mix these three things together. Okay, so hey, let's do that here. Um, Japanese culture. Okay, Japanese culture. And as we know from like, you know, the... Um, stereotypes of the samurai and everything we look at japanese culture as being very respectful it deals with a lot of respect and those sort of things okay so let's get rid of the cultures in america that we think suck okay i don't know maybe uh the inner city urban culture the hip-hop culture the culture that glorifies you know busting a cap in someone like how about how about all that stuff Oh, wait a minute. What are you saying, Sam? That's black culture. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what liberals are saying. Get rid of black culture because it's the most violent. All right, so we immediately need to do that. Now, we also need to get rid of all the other cultures that we don't agree with. So we need to have some type of, you know, one culture, a, a socialist understanding, a national socialism understanding of a a homogeneous culture. Oh, see, Kyle. Yeah, thank you very much, you Nazis. Okay, that is Nazi Germany. So basically, you're saying, hey, let's be like Nazi Germany in developing one culture. Okay, because it works for Japan. So it's going to work for us. Oh, Sam, that's not fair. You can't take one uh, thing that they're doing and say, Hey, they're being Nazis. Okay, yeah, you know what? You're right. I can't. I can't. So let's see if maybe there are other things that um, you know, th that they do that's much like Nazi Germany. Like, I don't know, taking firearms away from people so that they can't defend themselves against the state. 
that's what the Nazis did because they would keep it much, much safer. The Nazis also um, uh, wanted you know, free health care, socialized medicine, like all that stuff. And and they were run by, you know, uh, the world's most famous vegetarian, Adolf Hitler. Gee, I don't know any, you know, subculture group in America that's like, oh, wait, liberalism. That's right. Yeah. Meat is murder crowd, all that fun stuff. OK, great. All right. But let's continue on here with the National Socialist Nazi-esque uh, 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 direction that liberals want to go with this video. OK. The general feeling among Japanese citizens is that war and violence is terrible for the country. War and violence is terrible for the country. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why. You know why? Because a lot of the old people that are still there, um, America beat the crap out of you. Okay, in the Second World War, you picked a fight with a giant. You came over here, you bombed Pearl Harbor, you decided, hey, let's make America be in a two front war. Okay, so we had to fight the Japanese and the Germans. All right. And oh, and also, you know, the Italians, you put Mussolini in there. Uh, and so, you know, they're like, yeah, they, uh, they're probably thinking, hey, we can we can beat them up because they're not going to be able to win you know, this. And what do we do? Yeah, we drop the bomb on them. Okay, we wipe them out. All right, we totally kick the crap out of them that they're thinking, hey, we can't beat them. So we better straighten up. And actually they did. And, you know, when you look at uh, Hiroshima, you know, uh, from when it was destroyed by a, an atomic bomb you know, to today, I mean, it's flourishing, it's active, it's wonderful. I mean, it, it shows what, you know, after what's it been, 60 years of uh, since, since that's happened, uh, what can happen in 60 years. But then again, look at Detroit. It's been under liberalism for about the same time, and it looks like an atomic bomb has, has hit it also. So they say, hey, we shouldn't go to war. You know why? Because we suck at wars. Okay? We need allies. We're not strong enough for that, mostly because we don't have the type of mentality uh, that the West does. Okay? And, and we'll get to that in a, in a second in, in what American culture is and, in, in, you know, in relation to the, the gun laws here. So they should do everything in their power to avoid going back to that. As a result, Japanese gun laws start with the premise that guns should not have a role in civilian society. And the reason why they think that is because they are not free people. They are subjects. We are citizens. Let me explain the difference between America and Americans and the Japanese in Japan. All right, here, here it goes. You cannot say to a king... Okay, anywhere, in any country, in any culture, whatever, that that king, to be a king, should not have any military power. Okay, part of the definition of being a ruler is having military power. All right? In America, we are not a democracy. We are a representative republic. Our Constitution, okay, when it starts out, you know, the, and the Bill of Rights, everything is focused around. Our laws should all be focused around we the people. Let me break that down for you. What that means is that each person individually is an autonomous king. And we delegate our power, just like kings delegated their power to their generals and to other people to run their lands that then had to answer to the king. We delegate our power to representatives collectively. 
And if those representatives don't say what we want them to and don't do what we want them to, we remove them because we are the kings in power. Okay, we are the ones that set the laws through delegating our power to our leaders. All right. That's why we have presidents that change every so years, so many years. Okay, that's why, you know, uh, uh, what is it like uh, a third of um, uh, the Senate every three or every uh, every two years changes. Senators are elected for six years and every two years, a third of them are up for election. Okay, so it's constantly changing. We fire them if they are not representing us properly. All right, that's how it works because we are in control. We are the kings. It is in our Bill of Rights. The Tenth Amendment says that, and I'm going to paraphrase this here, that the restrictions and the laws, roughly, but the laws that are not delegated and given to the states. Okay, or to the federal government are reserved for the people. Okay, we have more rights than the states. We have the rights, and these are rights that don't come from the states. This is uh, this is the thing. The Bill of Rights is what we recognize that comes from God. God gives us the ability. He gave us the, and, and it's not just God, but they said, and also uh, of nature. They put in both. So for atheists, for believers and unbelievers, it didn't matter. It said from God or nature's God or nature, however you want to say it, you have the right to defend yourself. So we have you know, freedom of speech, right to defend ourselves, those sort of things. We also have uh, the right to our own privacy, just as any other sovereign uh, king would. You cannot just randomly go in and, uh, you know, ransack people's houses. The Fourth Amendment protects from uh, unlawful, unlawful search and seizure. Okay, the right to remain silent, the right to a fair trial. We have all of these rights that we saw as inherent, not that the state gave us, but that we recognized and put in the Bill of Rights to say to the people who we elect, this is what you are to protect, okay? You didn't give this to us. This is what we say that we already have. It's an inalienable right, which means that it comes from outside of us, okay? This is what you are to protect, and if you don't do it, we're going to take power away from you because we're the ones that delegate power to you. That is how Japan and America is different from being a subject to actually being a citizen in a representative republic. That idea even extends into how the police operates. Instead of arms training, the police spends many hours training in martial arts techniques. If they're dealing with a violent or drunk person, sometimes they will use these huge futons to basically roll up the person like a burrito and take them back to the station until they calm down. From the civilian side, if a person wants to buy... And actually, I, I do agree with that. I think that, um, I mean, you've seen videos of you know, people that could be controlled uh, in, in other means like this, and they're just you know, shot dead. So, I mean, there are some techniques that we could take that, you know, within law enforcement, hey, shooting somebody is not the answer. But I know people in law enforcement that y y you don't know what's coming. OK, but here's what they what they claim. If, if you want to be a civilian, yes, you have every right to buy a gun, every right to buy a gun, except the fact that you can buy a gun. Other than that, you have the right to buy a gun, they have every right to do so, but the process is very complex and thorough. To buy a gun in Japan, first you have to take a day-long class. There are a lot of states in America where they require if you want to uh, carry a gun 
or, or buy a gun or whatever, that you have to do the same thing. Take a day-long class. I live in a much freer state, so we don't require that. We, I, I mean, we grew up with guns. Just about everybody, you know, I grew up with guns. I grew up with a shotgun in my closet. My whole family hunts. Like, we know about guns. It's it, you know we didn't we don't have to take a uh, a class on it, especially if you know you live in Pennsylvania where the number one sport in Pennsylvania is deer hunting. And pass a written exam. Then you have to take a shooting range test and pass it with ninety five percent accuracy or higher. Then okay, and some places that's also a part of it. You do have to you know take that and do that. And you know what? I, even though in Pennsylvania I don't, I don't have to do that, I've voluntarily done that because, and I've uh, not only voluntarily I've paid for it because I want the education. I want the training. You know, I mean, I belong to a gun club that offers training. They, they train SWAT teams, FBI, police, and these instructors are available for you for private lessons and class lessons on uh, and firearms training. And a lot of people take advantage of it. Why? Because we want to be better shooters. We want to be better trained. It's not something that we, you know, kick out and say, no, we don't want to do. It's stuff that we actually do want to do voluntarily. And you have to go to a hospital and pass a mental health exam and drug test. And lastly, okay, the mental health e exam and the drug test. Listen, if you have, you know, mental problems, you know, I, I agree that you shouldn't be allowed to purchase a firearm or any firearm that you want or, you know, anything like that. At the same time, I don't like the government saying what a mental health problem is that you know, keeps you from it because liberals, when they get, you know, involved in stuff, they would say things like, well, the type of mental health problems that you would have uh, that would keep you from it. Maybe you voted for Donald Trump. Therefore, you shouldn't have a gun. What? You have ADHD. You shouldn't have a gun. What? You're on the autism spectrum. I mean, there are you know, things that are, you know, we would consider mild that they would just say, no, if you like this Facebook page of the American Christian thinker, you shouldn't buy a gun. That's a mental health problem. So that comes into a sticky area of it. Um, and, and pack comprehensive background checks. Yeah, you know what? Every time, go get a gun permit. You're going to have to pass a background check just for the permit. You don't even have to own a gun. Just to carry one, you have to pass the background check. You have to pass it to buy a gun. I work with children. I have many clearances and many things that I had to pass background checks for. It's not uncommon. It's not completely irrational. But honestly, um, the, uh, the, the end say is the person. I work with people who own. Own, um, stores that sell firearms. If they don't like you for some reason, if they don't like the way you look, the way you're behaving, the way you're acting, they can deny you and they will deny you for purchasing a gun. Now, also, if you've been accused, accused of domestic violence, you cannot buy a gun. You have to actually go and have the courts overturn that or prove your innocence before you're allowed to purchase a gun. So just the accusation in the state of Pennsylvania cuts you off from buying a gun. You have to pass a comprehensive background check that makes sure you don't have any extremist or criminal associations. Only then you'll be allowed to purchase a shotgun or an air rifle. Yeah, a shotgun or an air rifle. Okay, but they say no handguns or semi-automatic weapons. All right, well then, what is the point in even having it? We need it for self-defense. I hate to break it to people, but the whole point of the Second Amendment was actually to shoot Congress. 
that's exactly what it was for. I mean, look it up. It is in order to form a militia. And in the state of Pennsylvania, if you're wondering what a militia is, Technically, right now, it is the um, uh, the National Guard, but it extends further than just the National Guard. Gov- right now, Governor Tom Wolf is like the you know, he's the president, basically, of the state. He's our governor. And any able bodied man ages, I think it's 18 to like 45 is part of the militia. Period. That that is Pennsylvania state law. Pennsylvania state law, our state constitution says that your right to own a firearm is not to be questioned. That is how it is stated in our constitution, not in just the U.S. constitution, but our state constitution where the U.S. constitution was signed, might I, might I add. But no handguns or semi-automatic weapons, which are completely banned for civilians. Did I mention you have to keep the gun and ammo stored separately and under lock and key and agree to yearly police inspections? Yeah. Yeah, that means that you don't have a gun. You basically have a baseball bat that you can't get to, things that you can't shoot, and you have to give up your Fourth Amendment rights. Okay, no, sorry. We're not going to do that. We are not living in a draconian state. Japan does not mess around when it comes to guns. And the results speak for themselves. It's the results incredibly- do not speak for themselves. There are still mass um, uh, stabbings and all sorts of other problems here. It's not an it's not an equation. And I'm sorry, but we are free people. This is today's act. Mm-hmm.